Hello, everyone. I'm Casey. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we're spinning Promises by Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders, and the London Symphony Orchestra, their debut collaboration from the year 2021. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. Should be fun. Should be fun. What is light motif? Is that an actual word? That's a light, it's an actual word. Uh, you, if you want to take one hot second to just Wikipedia that word. Because um, I know the word motif. Yes. So. Um, a recurrent theme throughout a musical or literary composition associated with a particular person, idea, or situation. So how does this differ from a motif? I have not a clue. <laughs> I usually know the leitmotif is the one I would use for musical ideas. Okay. There's a difference, but it's vague. <laughs> it's vague. Well, we'll, get, well, we'll call it a leitmotif and the haters can hate. So, now, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We're here. We're doing this. We're doing this. We have no special guests this week, which is sad, except if you'll miss one of the editors here at yeah. the program. Um, yeah, it can be a lot. I haven't even started. I was about to ask if you started random access. I guess I, I guess I did start because I put out the beta episode, but the the secret <laughs> beta episode that no one has access to that I don't even ask. Doesn't exist. Shh. On the down. Um, this week we're doing what? Yeah, you know, we already said we already said what we're doing, but um, I guess the history on this album is it's one of those albums that I uh, I I think this was the same thing that happened with uh ignorance, which is I sometimes like I don't have an album and I. I always try to dig around on the, the new albums and see what's popular, see if anything sticks. And this was one, the one that I found and it stuck. And so I said, well, listening to it <laughs> and Jen then totally like, I, I thought, I thought this, I thought it was going to be fun because, um, I, I didn't, I didn't plan for this to happen, but, um, this, this episode is going to be, uh, this is the, uh, 420 episode. It's going to come out on Tuesday, 420. And, um, well, I don't know if this is the best 420 album. I feel like it's, it's gotta be. It's it's in consideration. You could do it. You could do it. This someone could really get into this. I like I've got I got some uh parallels to like a Pink Floyd and that that's a full 20 experience. So I think you could you could do that. This this album is going to work for you. It's going to work more than Chemtrails and it's going to work more than Random Access Memories. I can promise you that. Definitely better than Chemtrails. Anything's better than Chemtrails. Maybe not anything, <laughs> but like most things. That album's so bad. Um, <laughs> we're just going to, we had the, for the first few episodes, we had the fun pop bashing. Now we're just going to have generic bashes at Chemtrails for a little <laughs> while. And the next album that shows up that once all wrath, we'll, we'll, it'll get it in time. Yeah. Over time, we'll just we'll have like a little sub bucket of stuff we've listened to and didn't enjoy to just complain about. Just, oh, <laughs> we we will complain. We shall complain. But before we complain about other albums, um, that is not even a transition. I didn't even try. Could have tried better. Greg, um, <laughs> Greg, where are you? Save us, save us from the transitions that we cause ourselves. Um. Before we start talking about this album and seeing if it's a good album or not, we should talk about the album cover. Yes, we should. Album cover is art. <laughs> this is art. They look like maps. Yeah, I see. Or are they not maps? I, I see now. I don't know. I So I kind of like, we're going to figure this out live on. There's, of course, three different parties collaborating on this album. So there's, and there's three layers here, which I kind of, I like the, the threes. Three, threes are a nice number. I like some of the Kellos because I, I like that Floating Points is in black, Pharaoh Sandoz is in green, and uh, LSU O's in this light blue. And you got, and then there's like greens on the bottom image and some sparse greens in that center image. The top image has like a, a hole, a square hole in it. It's like, yeah, this one's I, good luck drawing this. I'm this is going to uh, this is going to be a fun one to draw. Drawing. Yeah. Drawing planes. angled <laughs> planes on an angled plane. <laughs> Because I am not drawing like on a, I am not because <laughs> the plane itself is angled too. And you'd be drawing on an iPad, which would be at an angle. Yeah. So you're gonna be drawing angles on it. There's many tangents here, basically. You know, 
I don't think this one's going to be that, that bad. I, I think uh, if I had actually put any effort into chemtrails, that would have been a difficult one. Yeah. Oh, drawing a person? Yeah. I had to do that for the Steven Wilson album, and that was hard enough. Uh, don't don't look at uh, next week's album. Oh, no. Because oh, well, it's my, Taylor, right? It's just, ta- it's just Taylor. <laughs> Ooh, shart. Um, and and it, you're going to have to put care into it because I can promise you we're going to rate that above a three. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's next week's problem. Uh, yeah, that's next week's problem. I have to draw Taylor Swift. Yep. And all the hair. Yeah. I'm. So this is where the I'm not an artist is going to come in, but I'm going to try. The, the, the worst part about this, the worst part is that the album itself is at an angle in our album art. <laughs> because if it wasn't at an angle, I could at least do some tracing. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with our with our art. Uh, okay. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks. I I can't help you because I'm not I I'm not an artist, but I I do like the I kind of like the maps. They I don't know what the of that um, like I almost want to say I always just say London. It looks like an old timey. It's got some fun patterns on it. Yeah, I'll, I mean, once I zoom into it and start drawing, I might tell yeah. more. But it's like it. Uh, <laughs> The top one's a party. The top one is a party. It looks like <laughs> some kind of map or like it's a map, but with something else over it, like routes mm-hmm. and stuff or, you know, where places are pinpointed. It's it's interesting. Yeah, the top one's definitely a party. The second one's got like, there's much more like the the black ink that's part of the map or so. It's like there's a lot of that happening. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The, is that not a volcano in the middle? Because now the second layer that... Is that a volcano with smoke going up to the top layer? It could be. My eyesight is not good enough and my image not large enough. Maybe it's a volcano. Uh, regardless, uh, I like it. Th- th- there's layers to it. <laughs> Quite literally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, anyways, I like I, the art. I like you. It looks like a cool po- it looks like it'd be a cool poster. Like I could mm-hmm. see a ki- I could see a kid in like a college dorm having this as a poster. Yeah, I could see that. So themes and topics and topics with themes and topics themes um this album we should state if you haven't listened to it, it we we recommend listening we recommend besides the chemtrails episode to listen to the album before you listen to the episode that usually is true this is a, an electronic classical jazz fusion thing yeah it is but one of the things that is really interesting about this album is there is a seven note or so, i think seven note one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, leitmotif, which persists throughout the entire album for the most part. And it's interesting because when, when you start the album, it's the first thing you hear. And you're not sure if it's like how long it's going to go on for. You're like, is this a thing for the first minute? Is this a thing for the first movement? And then you kind of get on board with it's going to be a thing for this whole thing. And it's really interesting because like, I think that when I was looking at the Wikipedia page for like leitmotifs, they have a section on classical music. So I think there's other classical composers who have utilized this idea. I would, you know, it's, I definitely don't think it's an original idea, but it's not, it is not something that has been in songs or pieces or movements that I have listened to in the past of having such a profound seven note thing last for the entire, the entirety of the piece. So I guess my first question to you would be just like, how, because this this is a lot of the album is like the use of this leitmotif. So I guess my question to you would be, how how was your experience with this leitmotif? So what probably ruined the leitmotif for me? Uh oh. Okay, okay, okay. So you know that you know how my brain mm-hmm. will make connections that it shouldn't. No, what it what did it do? What did it do this time? This was a link solving a puzzle noise. Not solving a puzzle, but like opening a new room or like unlocking something within a puzzle. Okay. Very different noise. But I think the way like different layers would happen with it and because it was an isolated noise or an isolated sequence of notes, Mm -hmm. the first time I heard it, I immediately thought of that. And then I'd kind of think of that throughout this whole thing. Not too much. Like it didn't ruin... It didn't ruin the album for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely assigned a meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be fair, that's what a leitmotif would do. And I think uh, picking up on the Zelda thing, that makes sense because video games, especially um, the Zelda games, 
use leitmotifs. They, there are certain s- sounds and certain melodies associated with various actions. Mm-hmm. This is true. If you're going to solve a puzzle or open a chest, you expect... Da, 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. You expect that. And if that didn't happen, something's wrong. So, like, I think that means, like, this is definitely in... It's a really good, motif, like, leitmotif because they, it is played, like, once every eight to nine seconds or so throughout the entire of the album. And I didn't get... Like, I, I would have thought, if you told me, like, yeah, we're going to play the same sound, like, over and over and over and over and over again for 45 minutes, I'd be like, that sounds annoying. <laughs> that sounds awful. I don't really think I want that. But I, you know, I found myself, like, growing to really like this thing and then repeat having repeated listens of this album, just really enjoying this leitmotif because the way that it is presented is so unique. It grows on you. It's like, because the motif is not just like, it's not like he recorded something and then he just copy pasted it. No, it it changes a little bit. Like it's not, it isn't something that was played and then copy pasted throughout the song. It's not, it wasn't like layered or looped. It's played every single time. Therefore there is. Well. Is it? Or was it looped? No, no. So that's the thing about it, which I really find fascinating is when you really saw listening for it, that sometimes it's like one instrument, sometimes it's multiple instruments. Yeah. Sometimes the instruments are split, like you have one in one ear, one in another. Sometimes like the way that it travels around is different. Like sometimes it will start at the base of the ear and go up. Sometimes it will start only in one ear and kind of go like halfway across. Like where it is in the space is different depending on where you are in the music. Sometimes it's very loud and forward. It's the only thing going on. And sometimes it's not there at all. Sometimes like other instruments have drowned it out. And sometimes it's not even fully played. It is the idea is still there and something plays some of it. Some other instrument will play part of it if it's more that instrument is more in the lead. But like the space where the leitmotif should be is utilized to let the listener know that they haven't forgotten about it. Okay, so I I wasn't wrong. I, you said no, so I thought you were saying that I was wrong to say that it didn't change, or it did. It did change. I was wrong to say it did change. It it changes here and there. Like yeah, the- I, I, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not saying that it's like a no. It, it's like it's the same sequence, the same rhythm. The for the most for the most, but there are thing. The nice thing is there are exceptions. Yes, yes. Um. So just having this, like, it really like as you listen to the album, you start expecting it and so you can actually play in that space like i said because it won't always be there so you can put something there and you'll be like oh okay i get why that's there because i knew there was supposed to be this thing here even though that thing is not there at all it's just like your brain kind of knows it should be there and it also allows for like when it hasn't been so loud or you're like you're trying to like comp there's we'll get to the movement where it's like real kind of loud and stuff's going on but the nice thing is you have this leitmotif come out of it when it's quieted down again. It's like very calming because you're like, oh, yes, that's right. We we were just doing this thing. And it's like, so it, it allows, there's like a place where it's like you can come home to this leitmotif and it can calm you down again, even though nothing exciting has happened. It's just like, here's the motif again. And so I just, I found, I found the, the way that this thing changed to be so fascinating and really help with like multiple listens on this because every time I've listened to it, I have found a different variant of this motif. And like when I really started listening to like where it was in the space of the song, like that it's, it's all different. And it, you know, I just, yeah, I didn't notice that on the first listen because I just hear the notes, but there's a lot more happening than just the notes. Yes, it's, it is pretty neat. I, I, I do agree. Cause I've, I've listened to the album, obviously. I didn't cut like, put those thoughts together at all but <laughs> what's funny is as i was listening and like we, you know i'm three songs deep and it or three movements deep and it's still happening i'm like okay this is this is a thing like this is just gonna keep being a thing i expected it to be annoying and i wasn't annoyed by it at, at, at any point yeah it for something that is seven notes and repeated a lot i i, I like it it's like it's actually done very tastefully and very well um, and, I, and I think add, it's just, it adds so much to this album. And if you're participating in the full 20 um, album, it, it's probably really good for you. you. You can probably find a lot of stuff about this leitmotif that you like. Yeah, probably have some interesting notes. Mm-hmm, exactly. 
Mm-hmm. You'd know um, more. So um, that's the only theme I have because that's the other than the other like electronic-y jazz stuff, which we'll talk about in, in time. We're going to talk about the tracks. Um, we might blend them together a little bit. Uh, we'll try to ha- put the correct spaces because each, each movement does have something that makes it a little unique. Um, some of them are very unique. So we'll talk about each of those, but um, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about will apply to the whole song <laughs> or the whole album. Yes. The whole yeah. album because it is, it's a nine, the album is a nine piece movement. So it's, it's a long classical piece that's kind of split into nine parts. And we say split loosely because if you weren't looking at your phone or wherever you're listening to know that you're in a different movement, you wouldn't know. One, now, actually, last night was the first time I actually looked down and did that. But now it kind of some of them switch and it makes sense where they switch because. So yes, because something new kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. And so now when I'm listening to it, I could know it. I could know yes. it now. But like if you weren't doing that. And don't. It, it, yeah, <laughs> just don't. It's not, it's not worth it. Like we're going to we're going to talk about them in their parts so that it's like if you're trying to find a piece of the song, like, you know, what look. But um, this is this is something you just put on and then put the music application you're listening to it in the background and never look at it again and don't put on shuffle please don't this album oh. could not be shuffled <laughs> actually just could not whatever you do don't shuffle this one you can shuffle all the other ones fall like here this one please don't this one so i think is the most important one to not shuffle so far um so we're gonna start with uh track one which is movement one um spoiler should we even should we even call them track one should we just call them movement one movement two yeah i think i, I, was, I was just gonna call the first one track and then say that well, we'll just then we'll just say movement one okay movement two. that that sounds good <laughs> so uh, the whole piece starts off with you get introduced to the leitmotif basically it's you get a whole minute of kind of the same leitmotif but it's just it's getting it's a good way to like put you into the space of like this this is the guiding principle of the piece it, there's nothing else going on until some calming background and the leitmotif. That's all you're going to get. And one of the things I actually do like about the um, the start is the other sounds that are in the background is this rumbling sound, which to me sounds like um, people taking instruments out of cases and setting them up. Hmm. I didn't notice that. It was at the end too, you can at, at the end of the like movement eight or something, you can hear them. You can hear the rumbling like they're putting it away. So I kind of like that little bookend. So it kind of. Like to me, it, I get the impression that, you know, we're on like this classical stage and like they were just doing this two people up front starting it while everyone else is coming in and getting ready. It, it, well, I mean, yeah, you got your, your leitmotif, it's kicked off, and then some sax. Oh, you feel Sanders, my boy. Um, some really, really good sax. Yeah, this is, um, th- it's just really, really, it's good. <laughs> like the way the sax and the leitmotif just throughout this together. album. Yeah. Like, the timing on the sax, I don't want to know how much time went into this. A lot of time. A lot of time. Yeah. Because the, th- the thing, one of the things I didn't mention on the leitmotif, it, it, it holds the, all the music together and stuff is played to match the rhythm of the leitmotif. So the sax devil like clashes with it, right? And, but you'd expect, like, if I'm playing seven notes here and there, I would expect the sax would, like, clash hard with the leitmotif if you just, if the sax was just, like, totally doing its own thing. But it, like, the mat, they're, they're, like, done together so well. They're done together so well, and it's not, like, it is not an easy seven notes. It is not an easy thing to match up with. No, it's not, like, it's, there's no drum rhythm. It's, like, every eight to nine seconds, like, every, it, it's a hard, like, rhythm that I would not you cannot exactly time like when is it going to start again <laughs> you are not yeah you're not this is not something you are tapping your foot to at all May, maybe you, you are maybe if you're good you can but it'll yeah be hard. okay yeah i'm not this is not something i was tapping my foot to this is like you sit back you listen and you feel the music and that's mm-hmm. that's like this whole thing because i'm trying to think there is there percussion there has to be no. at some point some for really. is there well, like orchestra in the orchestra section, maybe. Yeah, like maybe some bells or like mm-hmm. potentially cymbals, but there's no drum. Right. Yeah, I didn't even like register that. <laughs> Most music does have drums. Yeah. Well, and that's again, that's what makes the light motif so interesting because it is on time. It is the time signature. Everything that it it's holding the song, like it's holding the whole piece together. It, yeah, exactly. It is 
it took the place of percussion in that mm-hmm. it is that glue. <laughs> but it's so sparse that it almost doesn't feel like it. Yeah. But yeah, the, this everything about the sax it, it won't, it'll be, it's persistent throughout the album. It's a third of the a third of the credits of the album is one of them's for a just saxophonist and he he's good. Um there's some super sparse electronics in the back um which ease into some synth synth sounds in the back um throughout this piece and i think it's during this section where you have these more spacey synths that i get i get a huge pink floyd vibe through the second half of this song because it is spacey synths a light motif and just this saxophone and pink floyd is like one of the few one of the only bands i could name well i think they had a like synth backing and a saxophone because a lot of a lot of Dark Side of the Moon had it. They had saxophone on that album to me. I need to. I had just been a minute since I've listened to Pink Pink Floyd, like way yeah, too I'm long. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking like. I mean, Pink Floyd, like the Oleo music. That's because Pink Floyd had things like uh like Echoes, which is like 24 minutes, and other other songs in that you know the 20 minute realm. I mean, Dark Side of the Moon, you could argue is just a long piece. Uh, mm-hmm, it's got. Mm-hmm. It's it's got its sections too, but it, like they had they u- incorporated horns and they incorporated um, Richard Wright's um, synths and so you, to me this I was getting very nice like old sp- spacey <laughs> um, Pink Floyd vibes out of this and it's just like because there's so much emotion in the sax too oh yeah like, so much like you can like feel the sa- the emotion in that in the saxophone. Which just like it care like it carries these first couple movements. Are we still talking about movement one? <laughs> I was, yeah. Okay, I-, I was still here. Yeah, I I I have little notes on things that I noticed within each piece, but other than the Zelda puzzle and Sax is cool. Um, <laughs> Sax is cool. <laughs> listen, up, listen up, kiddos. <laughs> really good it's just really really good i i definitely struggled to take notes just because i was enjoying listening to it but like it's hard to analyze because i just get lost in it Mm -hmm. which is i mean that's what i really like about the album is like if you're not analyzing it you can just get lost in this thing and i and even when you're trying to even i was trying to analyze it i was still just like <laughs> yeah, even yeah, even still, like I'd lapse for like three minutes, and I'm like, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's like, wait, right, <laughs> notes. I have to write something. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I can move on to uh, to movement two here. Um, movement two, um, you, the orchestra is a little bit more profound. It's mostly a like a layered string in the back, along with the synth pads. I called it a creepy string. Yeah, and just like it's not super well, creepy. It, it's very... just at, at two ten. There's a creepy string. Oh, uh, yes, very prominent. I have notes at two ten. <laughs> ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get. Um, there's going to be a lot of timestamps in this album because that's like the only. If like if you're going to actually point something out, mm. you, yeah, you need the timestamp. Yeah, I get it. Like in this one, I get like a a nice. There's a nice darko tone, very slight, around fifty three seconds in. Okay. And then I have a note at one thirty. Uh, yeah, I feel like fifty three. Like that's. You definitely have your creepy string at 53, too. Yeah, I, I mean, if I just didn't notice it then, I was lost in the music, and then I noticed it at 210. <laughs> but around 130-ish, that's when I started getting a little more uncomfortable. The music had... Yeah. It had... I, I called it anxiety uncomfortableness. It was very minor, and it wasn't constant, yeah. but it was a shift. Yeah, I have the... At 127, I have, like, the strings take a tone. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I did... I wanted to point out before we got to what that section... The sax at 113 is so, so good. The sax is singing there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Sing, sing, singing is a good way to put it. I mean, it's just like it stood out to that bit of the sax really stood out to me of just like, I mean, I said we said it was emotional in the last one, but that section definitely went because things have gotten like you have this doco underlying tone in the song now was the first bit was like spacey synths. And now it's like, you've got this doco layer. So adding that level of emotion in the sax is just, mm, it's so good. Yeah, I agree. 
I, th- there's a reason I really liked listening to this whole thing was just oh, saxophone and strings are uh, yeah two of my favorite <laughs> things to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and and like having those two things, and but only having those two things it's exactly not like, like it, it they're featured. <laughs> it's not like listening to like a normal rock song, and it's like hey, there's some there's the horn solo, and hey, there's some strings in the back here, but there's like guitar, bass, and drums and vocals like getting in the way exactly it's like get rid of all that (laughs) none of that exists here so that's all i had for movement two same the first few so the way the album structure i guess i'll mention there's a lot of quick movements at the start and then six seven and eight are all very long movements so we're going to go through those we'll spend more time on because these are like they're basically two 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 and a half minutes each movement three to me starts off a little darker um i think it it doesn't. It starts off darker than the last one because the other one didn't start off dark. It got darker. This one just kind of continues that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I notice in movement three that is different than movement two is you get a lot of synth work towards the tail yes. end of this. Yes, that was my note. Yeah, there's a lot of there's like some bells and like you definitely notice there's now an actual like synth playing some stuff. Um, and it's it's headlined. It's and it it's actually nice because there's more synths later on the album, so it's like nice that we're starting that now. Like you've been, here, you're being introduced to that, and the and the saxophone is is I believe not here in movement um, three. I guess that's the other thing. That yeah, I didn't I didn't take any notes on sax here. Yeah, I believe it's mostly we've switched over to more of the synth is taking the taking the lead. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's like a it's like a two and a half minute piece, and it's like. It's real. It, these are all like nice. Those just get lost in the music. Don't analyze the music. Get lost in the music. Why yeah, are we analyzing the music? Don't do what we're doing and just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Why are we? Why are we doing this to this album? Well, because it's <laughs> the problem. So here's the problem with doing a music discovery podcast. I listen to this and I'm like, I want everyone to hear this, right? Yes. And so I have to make I have to make an episode out of it. I can't just like throw it at the end as a, like follow out like hey check out this amazing album um because <laughs> no also, one will listen to it so i also think we're like some of what we're going to be pointing some of what you've already you've already pointed out with the light motif i didn't I think it's valuable. i didn't think i didn't i didn't think about what it meant and all that it was doing for the music mm. as a whole yeah like it was I, there and i liked it but i didn't know why <laughs> yeah i guess i guess what she says it makes sense to analyze it, but if it's a thirty-minute episode, no, no, everyone should be like, "Hey, that's fine." Uh, yeah, we should and, and goals. Let's hmm? goals. Let's keep this one short. <laughs> Woo! Uh, well, we, we, I, have a, I have a lot more notes here. So, starting soon, after movement three, you get the synths playing around. So we move into movement four. Movement four starts off with a uh, a vocal part, which I know you had a reaction <laughs> to. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you share your story. Well, I almost spit out my drink. So, like at the end of at the end of movement three, a vocal starts, but it's very mm-hmm. subtle, and it's I wouldn't I'd barely call it a vocal. And then once you get into movement four, it's I I don't know what to call it. It's not it's not scat. It is not uh. There are no words. So I'm actually going to bring Apollo Night again because. <laughs> This is exactly how the NPCs sound. Like, exactly. Like, so it made me think of the cartographer. Like, you're, so you have to, while you're exploring a new area, you have to find the the map maker to get a map of the area to actually be able to, to fill it out and see it. And you have to find him and he, you'll hear him humming the, <laughs> but also, but that that's not what you hear with this. You more hear the, I can't even do it, but it's like that. And when you talk to an NPC in the game, they all, they'll have different voices, but it's, it's like a mumbling of some kind. I don't, I don't know what to call it. And it, it, yeah, it, it reminded me exactly of that, which I thought, I thought was funny. Also, I've, I've talked about it before. I love that game. It's so well done. <laughs> um, And it has great music. And I, it's just funny that. It it just it it stands out. Yeah, I I felt like it gave. I really liked it because it gave it a, a human vibe. Like it was a it to me. I got like a fun experimental vibe out of this voice, and even I got a like noodle like voice. It was like a like one of my favorite um, rush pieces. Uh, a lot of people's favorite rush piece of 
2112. There's a section, it's, it's all about finding a guitar, basically. And there's a section called Discovery, and the section of Discovery starts off with Alex playing open strings, just all open strings, like you're learning a guitar, like you you just play all six strings, you know, open. Okay, that's how you'd learn a guitar. And then he like, pr then the next section is like mostly open and you like play, play one string down. And so it's like this learning experience. And the voice almost sounds like that to me. Like I get this, like, it's like, it's, I, you know, cause I don't know where the song takes place. You've got these spacey synths, you've got this like just sax. Uh, so I don't know if it's desolate. I don't know if it's futuristic. It sounds, you know, a little futuristic. So I get this like little, just like, just, it's like a fun experimental noodle life vibe out of this vocal. And it doesn't last long, but it, it's just like no, yeah. It's not the whole piece. I don't. It shifts your mood for a second, right? Yeah, it didn't. It, it was. It is weird. I don't think it's bad. I'm glad it wasn't more than what it was because then it would just be too much. I just thought it. It was funny that it's there, and it, it's a. It is the characteristic that stands out for this movement. Yes, it absolutely is. This movement also gets the, uh, um, sax back in around one seventeen. Yeah. Sax comes back. <laughs> and this is the, actually the first um, of the leitmotifs that I m will mention. I, I'll, I'll, the leitmotif at 154 has a very interesting layering. Because a lot of the ones before this are mostly the same. They, they start changing around the section of the album. Where, because the vibe of the album starts changing. Ooh, that was so dark. That was like dungeon-y. Yeah, it's like... Con and that's what I what I love about the light motifs of this album is like where we are on the album. It, 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 you know, it's gotten a little darker, and the entire motif will change. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's the same notes, but like the way that it's presented is radically different. Yes, it was like almost echoey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds really good. Definitely with the sax behind it, because the, well, the one right after it's completely normal again. Like you, like again, and then and that's again it it creates like a little interest in the music because. It's not just the sax with a leitmotif behind it. It's like every once in a while you just get a motif that's like here's something that's like it's it's a it's a way for a different musical element to be inserted into the music without adding this whole other section around it, having to write more music for it. Like you can just <laughs> like you can just hop along with the leitmotif for a second, do your thing, and then leitmotif's gonna go back to what it's doing. Mm -hmm. I real I really like that one. Yeah, I like this. I like this this little section of movements, and I. <laughs> When I'm when I'm listening to it mostly, movements one through five are like one big thing for me, and then yes, like six, seven, yes. eight, nine are their own things. I uh, agree with that. <laughs> like I know, like I know when we're on movement six. I I I've realized where we, but everything else before that is like it, it's its own thing. Movement. Um. Okay, I won't talk about movement six yet. No, I got to talk about movement five first. That's fine. Not welcome. I mean, we have to go in order here. I know. Yes, we cannot shuffle. Do not shuffle. You're banned. <laughs> Um, yeah, five's got, so there's a, there's a pretty busy synth part around like 120. And yeah, then, I was going to say the synth comes back in this one. Yeah. And then it's at 137 where you get this very engulfing synth that just drifts around for the following minute. But the, yeah, the way it, this, it built, it's built up a lot mm -hmm. and it's not sudden. No, the, the, well, the one the thing that comes in at 137, that kind of engulfing, that's a newer synth. That's a. You, you have some synth noises that happened beforehand, but this one really kind of comes in. It's more electronic. It's a little louder. But then, like I said, it drifts around and then it, it does its thing for a minute and you get a very, I said, a, you get a very busy sax around 2.34. Well, I actually want to comment. I'm listening to yeah. the 1.37 now. You're moving a little quick. So it reminds me of an organ. Mm, it might be like a pipe. It's a pipe organ. Okay. <laughs> like that's the sound that you're getting. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe it other than is what a pipe organ sounds like. <laughs> but the way it's mixed in, like the the yes. way it like that's why I use the word engulfing. I don't usually use the word engulfing when I'm listening to music, but the it does the way it's mixed is phenomenally done. Well, so that's not honestly something that I. Like that to me, when I'm thinking pipe organ, I think of it in the context of a church or cathedral mm. and the way it's they're often designed or built into the cathedral to do is to just engulf the chamber with those yeah. tones. So like part of it is how it's mixed, but part of it is like, I mean, they 
they might have had to mix it to create that effect. Yeah. But I say a pipe organ is like designed for that effect. <laughs> mm, those are really good. Um, I'm gonna I'm typing this in show notes right now, so uh, I don't forget. There was a really good Rob Scallion video where he went to one of the oldest churches in Chicago, and they've got a pipe organ that is built into the wall, every wall mm-hmm. of the building. Um, oh. And it he does a whole behind the scenes, and then he play, plays it for some songs too. Uh, I'll link those videos in show notes. They they were fascinating if you've never actually like thought about like what a pipe organ is and how it is literally designed into a into the building because <laughs> I didn't know that I I thought it's like oh it's just an organ thing in the back it's like no it's like yeah, no 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 <laughs> the building is the pipe organ I thought that was fascinating yeah I mean sometimes it's just an instrument yeah but but like your super t- yeah. big ones the big ones they're huge yeah it, it's real fun the sax gets very busy around two thirty four uh, and then it and so it does it it does stuff and then. At three minutes, you actually get a really interesting section where he's playing like individual sax notes. What's really neat about that is they're not. I wouldn't necessarily call them individual notes. What's actually being, to me, created with that is its own, like, is its own rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, 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 like, do. A, like a stand or like a, a, a bass, like you're plucking, mm-hmm. like, it, it's like you don't, it's not something you normally hear with a saxophone. You norm- might hear it with other instruments, but like you kind of start to feel it, but it contrasts everything else that's going on. Yeah. It's really it's the only time that style is played throughout the throughout the album, and I I found it very like it's, it's very again the, the stuff the sax is doing throughout this album is if you like saxophone, just show up here, grab a seat. Have we <laughs> got a an album for you? And you'll probably enjoy it more if you like know more about saxophone than I do. I I've never played a any of the any horns, so I'm like I've played a saxophone, not so well. They sound, <laughs> they look they look complicated because i'm like it's got like three buttons how do you do anything with this <laughs> uh saxophone doesn't have three buttons no i, I know i know like, it. Tr- you're thinking like yeah trumpet and other yeah, bla- it, brass i mean instruments, it's yes. the same it's the same to me it's the same problem which is like how do you create this such an elaborate sound with because i know it's through like your like through the wind it's, it's through it's through the voice that a lot of the work's done but it's just like it's it's magic to me Gotcha. I was in band long enough that it's not magic. <laughs> As a guitar piano guy, it's magic. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a bunch of different combos and wind speed. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Wind speed. That's an um and embouchure shape. Uh, that's that's a word. Yeah. <laughs> but like with a saxophone, like your every finger has a button, and then there are more buttons mm. that you can hit. But with like a trumpet. Yeah, there are three buttons, like three buttons, not the right word, but um, valves. They're valves. That's what they're called, I think. <laughs> <laughs> then the uh, only thing, uh, other thing I've got to note on the song is at 347, you get your, I, what I think is the first pure piano leitmotif. And there's a few of these through the rest of the album. Actually, this whole section is just these. Oh, yeah, that was just piano. There was nothing mm-hmm. else. Nothing. It's also got like a temp, like a temple chain. And this, this whole section like leads in actually to movement six because movement six starts with these lighter light motifs, which is really beautiful, but they kind of start here and then shift in. Movement six is my favorite on the album. Movement six is solid. This, this is <laughs> movement six is where I re- like actually started to feel the music. Like, <laughs> actually could not focus on anything else i just started like swaying to it specifically like specifically at 420 actually yeah, I, which nice. is funny at that it, i didn't realize that until i'm looking at my notes just now yeah 420 is like blaze it right 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 then like this i i already had the note like oh the strings are here because mm-hmm. i love my strings and the sax sax is there too but like the strings take over this oh yeah 
Yeah, the like I like that it starts light. You start with the simple of sax again. So like we've gone back to this lighter section, like kind of how movement one started. It was light. Um, but around like a minute in, yeah, you get a violin. And then three ten, the violin is amazing, and then like it's amazing for the ten seconds and leads up to like the whole orchestra showing up around three twenty. That whole the whole that whole three ten to three twenty section as it's leading the orchestra in is so good. <laughs> All the strings just start layering mm. in, oh, but yeah. like so gradually, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and I got that three forty-seven. That I mean, everything in the in everything in this section is is good. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, and then I, I I'll have you I'll have you listen to the the line that's at four four fourteen. I'd say start at four fourteen. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep. The whole section after this is like... I mean, yeah, 420 straight. is... Oh, it just takes over. <laughs> I just want to listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album's great, but like... This this made me genuinely happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this... uh, Like, it. it's funny because it's like... You have the... London Symphony Orchestra is on the, the cover of the album. Um, but this is like... They are... They are he. This is their main section, right? Yes. Now they're obviously playing other parts throughout the album. Their their background, their light motif work, um, but they are like full. They are they are here here. The other like, so from four twenty on, it, it does build quite a lot, but then like it builds up and up and up, and then it's at the last twenty seconds that it drops mm, and I, it goes back to being quiet. So I'd actually say before that, um. 624 it the whole mood shifts for a hot second at 624 i'd say 624 there's a different thing going on than what was going on beforehand like because kind of stuff the strings kind of drop for a second and you have this like i'm not as good I said, as i said i've been lost in the music so to me it was just like the strings maybe i shouldn't say built the whole time but like were very <laughs> prominent what would you call so what i want you to 624 because i want you to if you can tell me like what happens here because stuff happens here so you get plucking like the high, like the the higher string instruments like mm. violin they they pluck and then um what other the other string instruments what they're doing is they're, they're still using the bow um this mm. would have been a good time to have paul on because he played violin um the they're just like skipping off the strings with uh, the bow. You can you kind of picture you can picture it. It's not they're not dragging it along, but they're just hitting this like quickly hitting the strings with the bow, and it's like skipping yeah. off while the other ones are plucking. Yeah, and then the only other note before we get back to calmness is both the light motifs at seven twenty six and seven thirty five are so strong because the like. The whole orchestra is behind them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything is just, everything's so, it's happening all at once. Mm-hmm. The light motif, like before, it was very isolated, but now it's just like, it's still there and you'll still hear it, but it doesn't, I would say it like doesn't stand out. Mm. It doesn't stand out, but what's nice is because at this point in the album. But you're also fo- very familiar with it. <laughs> While you might not be able to foot tap to the every nine seconds, you like know when it should be there. So like, yes. it's you notice it, and at least like, oh, maybe you don't notice it, but like you aren't thrown off by it not being there. It's like comforting that you still hold bits and pieces of it when it should have been there. And then yeah, it um, calms down. Yeah, quite a bit. A lot. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> and this was one of the like I really liked the motif because the motif here was back to that. The calmness and like again it, because you're so familiar with the leitmotif just like having it just be the only thing again because there was a lot of tension that the strings and the orchestra built up so it's like it's so calming just to like ah oh, okay i just have the motif back it's safe mm-hmm. you're home you're home. back home you just went uh, on a trip with the orchestra <laughs> you sure did and then yeah we so after that uh 
we move into movement seven and it's calm again. We we have we have nice calm. You have some you still have a, you know, some synth, you still have a little string. But more importantly The sax here is the most interesting. Yeah, one fourteen, the sax man's back. But in like a scratchy, soft way. It's so soft, like the notes are barely there. <laughs> So to me, like the orchestra is like chaos. Um, so like him, it's, this is like him surviving the chaos to me. It's like, because it's so soft. It's like, he, he's, he's, he's still here, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it is scratchy. It's a very different um, section. And then. Well, I mean, just in like the, how you play a sax, like it, it can be really hard on a woodwind to play softly. It's easy to play loud. It is really hard to play softly because you need to get enough wind through that instrument to make a note. But then if you're trying to play soft, you have to be able to get that note out, <laughs> but also not be too loud. It's it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And it sound, the way he's able to control it is so good. And then around like 213, you get like, I call them whale noises. I think I, <laughs> I, I never know. Like, because I get it from Echoes. Echoes always gives it to me. It's not whales. It's like oh, like it's. it's actually I mean, whales. it is. <laughs> it's like it's like an I, it's like an underwater ultra sonic. Either yeah, un, yeah, like that kind of echoey noise, or like it, it's an echo. Mm. Like it's, like, that's what in like it's bouncing off. Like that's the type of sound you're getting bouncing off something. Which I think works here because I some of the other sections of this of this movement also give me an underwater vibe. The the defining characteristic of movement seven to me is this gets a very electronic. Yeah, we go to Space Mountain. Um, two like two forty five. You get this really electronic sounding pattern. Yep, that's my Space Mountain note. Like if you were in line mm -hmm. at Space Mountain, it's kind of the thing you'd expect to just kind of hear in the background sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that it, and it, that goes on for like you have. The, I mean, you still have these background movements you still have this uh, you still have the sax sparsely in here but it's a lot of electronic yes definitely by like four <laughs> four and then by 503 it's like really interesting and then the motif at it was the motif at um 514 that i said is basically underwater yeah i think something happened but it was yeah you is very subtle it's but it's there it's there <laughs> don't worry it's, it's there so I have a note at 525. I called this futuristic anxiety. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I described it. The mood, the vibe. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> at, at 610, I'm going to guess I meant the light motif because I referred to them as the notes because mm. I didn't have a better word. I said they went <laughs> off the rails. So I'm curious now. I want to re-list them because I don't actually remember. I mean, it's it's there at six ten. I wouldn't. I'd say there are notes. There was a lot of electronics. There is a light yeah, motif that, at six ten. Yeah, that's not that's. So I wasn't actually referring to the light motif. I re-listened. Whatever's happening there is mm. off the rails. It's electronic, but there is a nice light. I just I did notice there is the light motif in the background at six ten. It is there? Yeah, and then it's at seven twenty seven where everybody kind of rolls. Yeah, uh, loud anxiety, Saxon company. <laughs> This was, I, this was my, like, it's not anxiety in that it's super uncomfortable. It's just, like, <laughs> that's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I'm getting. I, and I, I, the futuristic underwater, those types of sounds can definitely cause that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 725 was, that was my note. Yeah, that's the, because I think that that's kind of the last um, section of sax. So that's kind of like the end, like, that. that's his, like, outro, right? I don't think the sax is part of movement eight or nine. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I think the like the oaks the orchestra uh, the orchestra hasn't left completely, but the sax definitely like that's his big like ending scene, right? So that I think I think that works. But that that moves into movement eight, which is an movement eight's really interesting because the synth changes. So we I don't know if that's what you're getting at. So it's not a synth this is a i believe i could be completely wrong but i think this is like a hammond organ okay okay 
so to me, it, it's no longer futuristic sounding. Mm-hmm. I I put a bluesy question mark. Yeah. So the Hammond was kind of really popular with like seventies prog rock. Okay. Like because it's like electronic. It's a, it's an organ, but it's it's. I mean, it's this sound, right? And it can, it can definitely be bluesy too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if bluesy was the right word, but I couldn't think of what else it was reminding me of. It just like it was not it was not futuristic, which is where we had just come from. Yeah, this is it, this is like seventies futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, it defines this whole thing, and you get the I mean, a is just like doing its own thing. You get more of the piano only light motif later on in this song. I didn't write a timestamp, but one the thing I found most fascinating the light motif at three thirty seven. It's much lighter, but it it's at a different temp. Like the way the light motif here, and and throughout the rest, the ending of this track is play. Diff- the notes are played spaced differently than they had been. The the spaced differently. Ah, they're like syncopated. Yeah, instead of the one two three four one two three, it's like one two one two one two one. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's actually a proper way to uh, dictate Count. that. I know and count it i don't because there's like one e and us one mm. e and us but i one don't e actually two, yeah yeah so if it's done da dun da dun da it's like instead of one two three four five i don't actually know i don't i don't know how to do it but yes it is syncopated <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the whole outro to this song like around starting around four or six but it's just the hammond it's kind of droning it's but and it's uh, yeah i po- said they were like drawn out and it's not playing the light motif, but it's playing stuff in. It's playing some of the light motif. It's playing. Sp- and what I found interesting was, it's not always playing it fully. It's playing it something that's resembling it at times, where we're expecting it. Um, which is interesting because we like we're very much expecting the motif now. Um, so you kind of have to fill that space with something, and I think it's very neat that it's playing with that energy of there being something there. Like, um, I had like right. You can put it at 422, but at 423, like, there's supposed to be a motif there, and it plays some of the notes, but it's, like, and it's definitely, like, adding something in that space, so you, you're you not, like, oh, that's empty, but it's, like, it's not the full leitmotif that we've been used to. And, like, this whole drones out section is, like, has that energy. It's quite different. It, it, oh, those, God, ooh. It gets, it gets real funky mm-hmm. and uncomfortable like like when the tones just like shift up and they're really like <laughs> high-pitched and scratchy yeah Ooh. it doesn't sound ba- i'm not making that sound because it sounds bad i'm making that sound because that's kind of the mm-hmm. reaction you might get to some some tones they're not overwhelming it's just like you're no like, no no this is not this none of this made me nearly as uncomfortable as contact. whatever the contact thank you yeah very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and then the rest of it is like there's like it's saw it's very soft it's almost like a false ending yeah so i actually so it, at first i thought it was a false ending but if you're listening there is there there's stuff very there's stuff but it's very soft yeah just you know, like tone up your volume like very loud and yes listen back there and this like this is some of where like the though um i i hold like some of the boxes being packed up that kind of noise mm-hmm. which matched movement ones of the those sounds which uh leads us into movement nine which is movement nine's its own thing Are, yeah, is, is the light motif in this one at all i didn't think it was i don't think it is i think it's kind of faded away with movement eight yeah so one through eight has the light motif and then movement nine yeah it doesn't yeah movement nine has this very interesting the orchestra comes back <laughs> yep yeah i wrote yeah strings and then it, it it has this very chill, like it's very cheerful for a bar, and then it's very like, eh, not cheerful. Like it's just like an eh <laughs> section. I don't really actually really know how to describe nine. Yeah, I don't I, like. It's nice, but because yeah. I've lost my light motif, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Yeah, the the, the one fifteen. It's the like it's the, and it's just like those orchestra. It's like I, you know, it's like it's like an, a hidden outro, basically, like a. Like, I, you know, everything kind of, I feel like the movement goes from one to eight and then ends at eight. And I'm, I'm sure there's a place for nine, and but it's like, it is different. There's a too. reason for nine, but it's harder to, yeah. It's like a, just like a little finale piece. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I thought at first I thought it was a false ending, but it's not. It's like the last thirty seconds are silent, right? I believe so, unless those stuff. Yeah. Back, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch anything. I turned my volume up too to like look okay. for something, and I didn't find anything. And thirty seconds just seems like a lot of silence to tack on the tail end of something. Eh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's class- it gives you thirty seconds to you know start wait, and then it's going to start again. It's classical music. This is true. Posh. It's fancy. We're fancy mm-hmm. here. These are these these thirty seconds of silence at the end of the album are fancy. Yeah, if you believe the fancy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, that is the album. It is a it is a journey. It is um, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's a thing. It's really good. It's, it's really, really good. nice. I I always appreciate when I listen to an album, and I get an experience out of it that I haven't really gotten with many other albums i find that to be truly hard to do <laughs> yeah that's that's fair and, and that's not just me like i don't listen it, i listen to i feel like i listen to like an above average amount of music so like i'm not in the upper echelon of music listeners but it's like i'm not at the bottom so like i've heard a few things and so it's nice to <laughs> i'm pretty low yeah <laughs> so it's nice to be it's like yes i don't listen to like I mean, I guess I, sometimes I listen to classical only, but like not excessively. But I like the mix on this because it has electronic elements that I feel like are newish within the last 20 years. It's got the classical elements that have been around for much longer than 20 years. And it's got the saxophone, which has been a, very popular for at least the last 100, 150 years. And the mixing of it is really, I find, unique. Definitely like the very electronic sections in this piece to be mixed with an orchestra, I, I find to be just a really fascinating um, collaboration, basically. Yeah. I've never heard anything like this, so, not, and to my point, mm. not saying much, but from someone who does, I, so I don't, I have no way of measuring the amount of music I listen to, because <laughs> I know that most, most people listen to, most people that I know listen to more music than I do. Mm. But now with this podcast, I am listening to a new album every week. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that you got that going for you i've got that going for me now yeah i like this one i i um i, I mean any i as as we've mentioned any album that gets past the my uh my review um to be put onto the show unless it's on unless race, it's a new album and you're expecting it to be good because it's by an artist that you've <laughs> traditionally really liked and especially their last <laughs> release was very <laughs> impressive <laughs> If if it gets uh. the, if it gets onto the show, definitely because I've got like a backlog of albums I really want to talk about, and so like for me to put something here, it's like I'm obviously delaying what I want really want to talk about for a week. It means I I, I think at least hi, I think highly enough that I want people to listen to it. But um, we should give it a proper proper. We should rating. give it a proper rating. This album gets a lot of points just for sheer uniqueness. It does. <laughs> like this is. As you already mentioned, not something that you hear, not something that this type of collab just doesn't happen. No. And then on top of that, as something that really isn't done, it worked so well together. Like they did such a good job putting this together and making everything work together. Mm -hmm. They definitely get a lot of points there. Yeah. Bunch of points. I found it very enjoyable. I found, as we've already said, like, Movement 6 was the one that I really, like, got into and felt the music. But at other points, like, you know, you can get lost in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This To me, this is at least a 5. Mm-hmm. I'd put it in that 5-6 range. I Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd be happy with either rating. I, I'm, I will say it, like, just, just, yeah, from the technical elements, I just think it, it stands out. I mean, it's certainly above average for sure, and yeah. it was really enjoyable. I don't think it, like... As I said before, uh, like this one, this one didn't have the the magic. <laughs> no, for me or anything like that. So I'm I'm curious where you would put it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 hovered between five and six. Um, which again, you get to listen to the show. So there you go. I don't need to give you a number. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it just does a. I think there's bits where I'm. If I may, if I was in charge of musical direction, I might do more with it. Like I might incorporate more strings throughout other pieces. Um, 
you know I would. Yeah, it's like, I, I might do that. But again, it's like, I, I also like... I appreciate, like, they, there's an artistic reason that they did it. Like, and whatever, what they did worked. Like, the, the reason I would mix strings in other places is just because I like them. Yeah, but like, no, nothing was like wrong about it. And like, I, like, yeah, I, I, um, I find myself, I found myself listening to this album more than I thought I would, um, given what it was, which... <laughs> Again, like you expect to, he- you hear a leitmotif for 45 minutes, you know, like, ah, that you would think that should have been enough of it. But it's like, you kind of go back to it. And yeah, I, I think I, I'll give it, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll do the, I, I always feel good giving stuff um, sixes. I'll give it a, a low six. I think. Yeah. I give it, either give it I a high five. I think that's fair. I, I feel like I need to give it a low six. I think that this falls in the category of just things. I mean, definitely because I. I think also, the more you listen to it, I think the more you like it because you pick more, up on more. Yeah, you pick up on more and it just be, it, you can get lost in it so easily. It's really good. Like um, this is this is going formally in the list of albums that I will listen to a lot when I'm like coding or just trying to get work yes. done. Like yep. this thing is falling firmly into. <laughs> and I what I love about it is like. I mean, as I said at the beginning of this, I've only listened to it like two and a half times because it has that light motif that's so familiar already. Mm-hmm. It it's just like it's a major characteristic that it's and it can be so familiar, and I think that's really neat, especially yeah. from like it's an instrumental the whole time, like yeah, well, one vocals, but like you know, asterisks. yeah. <laughs> but it, and it was interesting it's like you're so used to listening to an album there's nothing in here it's like an album you can point out like i didn't like that song too much as compared to the others whereas there's there's parts of it that i like i really like but there's nothing i like that was a bad <laughs> this bad section of the song it's like no it's still really good like it's just like it's that's kind of how classical music works is you're just like lost in it right <laughs> but i think that it having the motif really does help it because if that motif wasn't there, if it was just classical, I, I'd struggle like listening to it just by itself. But the motif, because it changes so much, it gives you something to latch on to, something to look forward to, something to analyze, something to heal. And it's just like, it's fun. I, I really like it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very unique and good listen. Um, we have no follow out this week. Uh, I, I don't need to talk about how I, I don't need to talk about. We Mr. don't need Perfectly to, we fine. don't need to talk about it because we're going to be talking about all of it next week i the album comes out in a uh, handful three, of hours yeah four four hours four and a half hours thought, oh boy yeah four and a half hours i am you're really say, happy to be on the west coast now huh oh the album's coming out at n- 9 p.m thursday nights is really nice yes because i'm gonna be <laughs> asleep <laughs> yeah like i used to sit up to like 11 and 11's fine but 9 p.m's real good yeah <laughs> it's it's a treat um yeah i i next week's episode is going to be a gazillion hours long i I cannot wait to um talk about it um you you know what it is we'll mention it for completionist sake um yes next week we're checking out taylor swift's 2021 re-recording of a 20 i guess 2008 2008. (laughs) next week we'll be checking out taylor swift's 2021 re-recording of a 2008 album fearless very excited very excited i'm 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 really looking forward to it one from i mean i've got so much nostalgia with that album mm-hmm. but then already hearing the bits that she's released oh it's like, boy it's just gonna be so good it's it's just i cannot I, i'll have i'll have some I mean, we've already talked about it twice and follow follow and i'll have so much more to say next week and just i can't get it <laughs> i i think this i think it's wonderful what she's um able to she's gonna be able to do with this yeah and the only other bit of thing stuff i before we go um one spotify now uh, spotify's po- they finally cleaned up their podcast system so that you can just submit an rss feed which means instead of you start to actually like submit your podcast and they had to review it and decide if it's like we want this kind of podcast on our platform and now they're just like we'll take all podcasts just give us the rss feed like everybody else and so so if you're the type who uses spotify for podcasts hey <laughs> Guess what? We're here. And they treat our artwork nicely. They, so they do. I appreciate they, that. Yeah. You know, as someone who. I put, put time into it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I knew Apple Podcasts and uh, and Overcast treat it nicely. But the way Spotify displays it is really nice. That It's it's actually. I, I think it's like nicer the than the others. Yeah. yeah. It's, Spotify doesn't have like chapters, which. that Yes. That's an oversight on their part. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But the way that they present each hour or each 
episode can have its own artwork and it shows it in that view. That's very nice for, it gets best artwork points. Um, does not get the, um, if you don't have chapters, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta have chapters. Especially now. They've been around long enough. They really have been. I've, people have been using them forever. Um, but yeah, that'll <laughs> forever be- Forever and ever and ever. Forever and always. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it. I'm actually, I am just genuinely excited to get to listen to old, new Taylor Swift. Old, old, new Taylor. And, and like, I have to hold Or is it new, old Taylor? New, old. I, I think, think it's, it, it's new, old Taylor. I, I'll say quickly, I, I am, I'm excited for the people who know Taylor now who didn't listen to this album. Yeah. This actually, yeah. A lot, like, you know, we, we're old and our backs are hurting and we have canes. Um, to me, like, it's like, oh, everyone's listened to Fearless. But it's like, if you're new to Taylor Swift, and a lot of people, like, showed up to Taylor Swift, like, with 1989, with Shake It Off, um, gained a huge audience this year with um, all, like, folklore and all that. Like, that. Like, every time it's like she wins album of the year, it's like, there's a whole new generation of of people who, like, are introduced to her music for the first time. And it's cha- And, well, her music's just changed so much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Fearless, that's a completely different Taylor than, you know. Oh yeah, that's like old. It's like old country. So it's like if you want someone to like pick up country music, if you're someone who doesn't back catalog, like this will be like your first experience with with this music, which I think is just. I think I think it's gonna be fun for a lot of people. And if you haven't listened to um, any of the Vault tracks before, um, not that they were ever out there, and no one definitely not heard them at all. Um, and <laughs> and the like the deluxe edition tracks. Um, you know, you, those are completely new to a lot of people, so that's also exciting. Yeah, is real cool. She did. She did hide Mister Perfectly Fine from everyone. That was she did. That was pretty rude. That was like three of the Volt tracks. People have I people have heard and have um, distributed around. Not definitely don't know anything about that. Um, but all the people knew about was Mister Perfectly Fine existed. But that's all they knew about it. They no one ever found a copy of it. And now we all have it. So <laughs> we have it. <laughs> we got that two thousands key change. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Should I sign um, us off? Yeah. Stay up till midnight. Listen to this album. Okay. Sounds good. I'm not. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B side.